friends, this is Tanya. This is Liz. Welcome back to the miniseries podcast. Episode 6 of Roots, the OG Roots. Not to be confused with the other Roots that's going to be on Memorial Day that we're going to do a little episode on. But Mm -hmm. this is now the final episode, at least the way we viewed it, Mm -hmm. of the 1970s version of Roots. Yep. Yep. And uh, the recap. The recap. The recap is the Civil War has ended. Word spreads of this great news. There are celebrations, a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. about what the future will look like on all sides. And some old patterns remain. Even oh, yeah. after this war has been fought and won, old behaviors are hard to shed, friends. Mm-hmm. So here we are, episode six. Yeah, this episode is kind of great. What do we do now? Right. <laughs> if I had to give it a theme. Uh, congratulations to us. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> Who's going to feed us? Right. Who's going to do all this work? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to feed all of us? Yeah. Because... We don't know how to, we can't farm all this land ourselves. And without jumping ahead too much, the thing that I found kind of fascinating about this was just the economics of it. Again, going back to, you know, like a lot of these these plantation or at least small farmers, their money was all tied up in this human capital. And once mm-hmm. they no longer owned it, they had no cash. They had no actual, they weren't liquid. No. They, they couldn't afford they not to hire someone. They somewhere. not have revenue. They had Kind of like from what I understand, farmers starting out, like it's a brand new farmer, his or her assets are the farm equipment, which he or she is still paying off, Mm -hmm. the land, which can have various ways of being valued, valued, the seeds, the fertilizer, the all of that, you get a good crop and maybe that over years of building the business, it becomes liquid. But this was kind of a sudden thing and if you weren't a big planter with a good business sense and even if you were here you are well and it also goes to the system was unsustainable because the only thing that sustained the system was it was built on the backs of free labor so it wasn't built to last um it wasn't built with that i mean i guess they just assumed this human capital would be we just want to hang out and be available Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, um, it's, uh, I'm sure there's a great comparison that could be made to a bunch of startups and being built on, (laughs) I don't know, VC money and there's, they're not really worth anything. And and the next great app is going to be, and then something else comes in and and circumvents the necessity for the app. Or just the, the startup is may have revenues but is not making a profit and the only reason it still goes is because it's getting funding from a venture capital firm and if that money were pulled this thing wouldn't be sustainable on its own and that is slavery was not you pull out this one element and if the business can't survive element without it it's not a viable business so um so we pick up in 1865 with a black and white film. I don't know what we're supposed to be watching. I don't know what we're supposed to be watching either. I mean, what it was, was like, that? Meanwhile, in Appomattox in 1865, General Grant and General Lee are having a peace talk 
um, and it's is it generally the the uh, leader of the Confederate, Confederate army is surrendering after the Battle of Appomattox. That mm-hmm. they they were basically surrounded by Union troops, and he surrendered. And I, I read something about it that I thought I found kind of interesting that. General Lee, the Southern general, the the surrendering general, showed up at um, the courthouse to surrender, and he was in his finest uniform, everything polished. Respectful. Very, very, like, crisp and well put together. General Grant Mm. had mud on his boots and was a little bit dirty looking, and I guess he wasn't quite as fine a gentleman or... Well, and maybe that's a cultural... Uh, commentary. Yeah. I also happen to think I recall that General Grant had a pretty serious case of alcoholism. Oh. Uh, and maybe he just, you know, wasn't in his best. But you think his aides would be like, look, this is the show. You would think he would have like a lieutenant or some sort right. to help him get his dress uniform but buttoned. Pre-media. I mean, You're right. they could have just requested, respectfully requested that the um, anyone who's drawing a picture of the occasion please <laughs> clean up General Grant's appearance Boots, a little yes. bit in your rendering. Uh, but anyway, they they met. Lee surrenders, and then we in in this episode, it we're hearing them read his telegraph. Um, to the crowd. To the crowd. And they're a little bit sad, this particular crowd. This particular like, crowd. Wah. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. We lost. Um, but not everybody's sad. Yeah, somebody, they kind of like play it cool. Like mm-hmm. the slave doesn't jump up and down and say, Woohoo! Scream <laughs> your face! Out of here! <laughs> Sucker! He doesn't do that. He's like kind of slips back on his mm-hmm. horse or in the carriage. He's like, la 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 la. Do do do. Got places to go, things to do, people to see. <laughs> and then goes back. To help spread the word, slab to the slave quarters. Yes, and then we we see a whole bunch of dancing, and everybody's happy. And a heck of a buffet. Did you see that? Oh my god, yes, it was a great buffet. Oh my god, green apples and fried chicken. It looked Mm. delicious. And uh, we find out that Chicken George is still gone because remember, in the last episode, he was given the option of staying in. Where, I can't remember now where they're North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He had There's, 60 days. Yeah, he, he came back to find his family in Virginia. Virginia, that's right. But per the statute, he turned magically back into to a slave. Right. So if he went he, off. So he left to, in order to remain free. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been gone. It's four years later. And um, then Mr. Harvey comes kind of... He's just a real sad sack. Yeah. He's kind of a party pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. He used Landor. to be kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of a shark-dressed man. But he... Um, Not anymore. He doesn't know what he's going to do with uh, and what this means. And we get introduced to the idea of sharecropping. How about that? How about that? The more things change, the more <laughs> they stay the same. Well, it's kind of like last episode. We were talking about laws and systems and... And you may change the law, but the system may stay the same. The game doesn't change. The game doesn't change. And so sharecropping is just another version of slavery, but just... Um, just With m- kind of the law to enforce it, but in a different way. Like, wait a minute, you owe me money. You can't go anywhere. Allowed, yeah, you can't go anywhere until you pay off that debt. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and you'll go to jail, too, if you oh. don't give me my money as an extra. Right, and I get to change the amount that you owe me and change the price of Interest. things. Interest. Sorry. 
okay, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so Senator, did you get his last name played by Burl Ives? I wrote Senator Burl Ives. <laughs> I think we should just call him that. And then I said, really? And then I started thinking, have a holly jolly Christmas. That's one of my favorite songs to hear when I'm listening to the old... And you look at him and you see that that snowman with the beard. Yes! I'm like, now you're the evil... Snow... Creepy... Presumably state senator. Yes. Well, we know how they are. Yes, we know how they can be. (laughs) Can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Sure can't. So he comes up with the business model that we now know to... I don't know what it's called, like in for real, but everybody popularly knows it as sharecropping. It's yeah. probably called something else, like when it was first described or scientifically. Yeah, but it's sharecropping. Yeah. And here's a quote that I wrote down because I think that it is still true in many people's minds. And if you look at how power is distributed now, if you look at who has what, it's very much the same model. The quote is, property is power. Yes, always has been and always will be because somebody in the sharecropping planning meeting said mm-hmm. well wait a minute they're they're gonna earn and we'll have to pay them it's like up oh, but yeah. we will always own the property right that they are working forever on not right. to ever break even well and it's it's kind of uh it reminds me of the miners and mining villages where yes. you owed your life to the company, so the company store. store they wrote a song about it yes yes but it's that idea of if we can get and they do i mean <laughs> again don't get me started on startups but you if we can get everyone working here and we'll we'll pay them a certain amount or we'll share the profits in a certain way um but but really the game is always rigged so the the people at the top really make a profit and everyone else is just getting by enough there's enough hope in it yes that they they stay invested but they can never quite get ahead whether it's because you owe the company store because mm-hmm. the people that employ you are also selling you all your daily yes. goods or whether it's sharecropping where your, their, your housing as well the housing, housing the equipment the, the seeds food. you need yes. you, everything you your equipment the animals too. everything belongs or is rented or is sold to you by the people that you're also paying in the long run and the same with startups i mean Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it's the same thing where the people that work there get paid these average salary. They hire young people. They mm-hmm. get uh, perhaps a little share in case. Right. You know, in case and maybe it'll be eBay, but it probably won't be probably eBay. Probably won't. And maybe you, they write the, the rules so that the shares you only get paid out if they sell the shares at a certain yeah. amount. And, and you know, because that there are preferred shares. They're mm-hmm. common stock. We learned that in we're economics so, class. Yeah, so we're still doing this. This model is nothing... <laughs> Alive and well, folks. Yeah, it, it has not gone away. But anyway, as it, as it pertains to former newly freed and former slaves, um, it was not a good deal. No. Um, but then earlier in this scenario, I wrote down, go where? Yeah. Do what? I yeah, and that's what Tom Plus says. Plus, we have to stay here because Chicken George is coming back. Yeah, exactly. And that's he exactly, had kind of a clear view. Yeah. Now Tom argues for uh, farming and staying on the land for all sorts of reasons, but 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 mainly um, this is this is what we know. Like here, we, let's leverage what we know. Let's do. We know how to farm. We know this territory we go out there what what are we going to find where are we going to go how's chicken george going to find us and it's interesting he and his brother lewis both yes. they 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 kind of counterbalance each yes other they throughout do this. you know what i started to call them what sonny and michael corleone 
after the, <laughs> the Godfather. Yeah. Listeners, you may be familiar with the classic Francis Ford Coppola original film, The Godfather. Yeah. And there were three sons. And uh, Vito Corleone. Oh, no, that those three sons. Yeah, that's close enough. That's a different Fred McMurray. This is a different father. And the temperaments. The temperaments of each of the sons is very different. Fredo, Sonny, and Michael. Michael's the thinking. He's Tom. Level headed. This is how you do This is the right thing to do. It's traditional. This is the cautious and traditional approach. We're going to be planful and we're going to execute our plan. Right. And Sonny jumps out of the car and gets riddled with. You know, leaving some woman's house, yes. yet another one, yeah. jumps out of the car, gets riddled with bullets. Very pa- very passionate. Yes. Flash. Flashy. And Fredo is... Yeah. Kind of weenie-ish. But we don't have a Fredo here. No. Well, there, there are three brothers in this family. What happened to the third brother? I don't know. What? Because there, th- there were two when, when he left. Left. But I think there... But there's... I'm pretty sure there... I've Listeners, please let us know. Because I I feel like I thought he had two sons, Tom and He left two sons when he went to England. There were two. But I feel like there's a third, and I don't know why. But there's a third man always in these conversations, and I think maybe I assumed he was another brother, but then I was like, but she didn't have, unless she was pregnant. Anyway. And babies died, remember? Yes. Yeah. All the time. So, uh, So I want us to think about Tom and Lewis's positions because I also felt like there were strains of the kind of MLK approach versus Malcolm X Malcolm X or the Booker T Washington versus like we need to just like toe the line don't make waves work within the system do better yourself exactly versus fight back the yes. system is rigged is, we're never yeah, gonna win not, it's they're not on our side exactly yeah you're right yeah so they would be symbolic of that they could be but i mean it's obviously way before that time is but but I there just, are always going to be different types in any sort of change yeah different kinds of leaders and there, i think there are different aspects that are necessary yes can't always just be sitting there in a conference room being polite no there's got to be some sort Friction. of threat of Creative okay tension. well let's set something on fire then yeah so um so we get introduced to these kind of concepts early on and there's we also meet um as you said the the sharecropping council what did you call the planning, <laughs> sharecropping planning, planning committee. committee down at the chamber there's of commerce a guy that i'm just calling hairy guy because yeah. he had really big blonde yeah. hair and i couldn't figure like out that was a dose. wig he had an extra dose there, like, there was, was extra a, i agree it was, um, <laughs> but he was not going to give any of his land to the black folks. Mm-hmm. And he didn't use the phrase. No, black he did folks, not. <laughs> but I'm not going to use the other phrase that he or words he used. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the farmer folks were like, we don't have any cash. We can't pay them. Again, they talk some more about sharecropping. And then uh, cut to Tom and brother and mm-hmm. they're having their own entourage. meeting. They're having well before that. They are working in the field, and Irene comes Irene. running. <sighs> and guess what? <sighs> do, do, do. Wah, wah. wah, wah. President Lincoln was killed. Mm-hmm. Shot in the back of the head. So murdered. And I'm sure it's kind of like the same deal. When Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy were assassinated, it was just at a time when the civil rights movement was kind of t- taking Some hold, progress. gaining momentum policy-wise and city by city, and then 
it you would get fearful like really are you kidding me we got this far and that must have been among other things that they would be experiencing yeah it with all the changes to learn that be fearful that uh oh great it, does that mean it all goes back right does to it, who's gonna the, defend us now yes yeah but so lincoln is killed and they are mourning they are mourning and mourning and singing, and singing while a they classic yes. hush somebody's calling my name you can still hear that on an occasional Sunday morning oh. in the right congregation. That is oh. a spiritual. And they did a good job. Of course, they're actors and performers and singers, yes. so why wouldn't they do a yeah, good it always, job? It always sounded, <laughs> yes, it always sounded like they'd been rehearsing for yes. a bit. But I appreciated that. Yes. Um, and then we hear dogs barking and the sound mm. of, the terrifying sound of riders in the distance. Yes. And so everyone rushes to their cabins, which, you know, I mean, you realize how, sh- like, shabby and the, their Thin. cabins are ramshackle. I mean, they're nothing. Yeah, it's like not a bunker no. or a, a panic room. Right. You could just pull one of the boards off and, like, yes. walk in. Like, it's there's nothing. But uh, but these, the, the night riders come mm-hmm. and uh, they're pretty tame considering they just kind of shoot their guns and ride around and say woohoo and set some hay on fire. Yeah, and which happens to catch on to the, the barn. barn. Yes. But, I mean, consi- it's just to terrorize I was imagining, people. yeah, at, at first I was like, oh boy, people are going to get dragged out of those cabins and it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But luckily... They were just getting started. They were just The organization started. was just finding its just, way. Just developing its <laughs> brand. Um, and um, so Tom and Lewis, his brother, have... They, yes, then they have a conversation... About how are we going to get back at these people again? That's where I came up, wrote down Michael and Sonny. Because yes. Lewis is like, we're going to do this. We're going to get them. No, we're not. Yeah. And, Tom, and then Tom comes up with a great idea. Yes. Well, and Tom believes they have a right to stay that they're because the brother is like, we should fight or we should get out. And Tom's like, no, we're not going to do it. We have a right to stay, but we're not going to go go crazy. But yes, his idea is brilliant. We will mark their horseshoes. So we at least know who's grinning in our face yes. and taking our money and then terrorizing us yes. by night. Yeah, so they mark. So I wonder if that was a real thing. I'm guessing it, it must have been a have real been. thing. I think it had to have been. It was, I mean, why wouldn't you, I mean, people branded their cattle, still do. And yes. like, why wouldn't you have a mark on, on the horseshoe? It, or if you know, like, I'm sure he had his own special way that he made shoes mm-hmm. in general. So he while he know. was down there, he could just say, okay, this is Tanya's, this is Liz's. Right. I had another thought. I There's a woman from my home church who was from the Deep South, from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I, I hesitate I wish I had her here to, so that she could tell the story, uh-huh. but she is not. Anyway, I will give you the, the gist of the story was that one day they were at home out in the country in Alabama, and here come some night riders. Oh. So the family goes and hides, and Daddy gets his gun, and it's like out on the porch like, okay, here we go, night riders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he looks over there. Is it Baker John? <gasps> is it? Willie, I didn't know this was your house. And then they left. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's wrong in many ways. But yeah. it also, again, like you said in the last episode, mm-hmm. it was there were, these relationships were so complicated. Yes. That it's, first of all, it's wrong to be night riding on anybody, whether you know them or not. Right. But this idea where it's like, oh, what? Oh, I didn't mean to come terrorize you. We'll go terrorize one of your neighbors. We just thought you were black. I didn't know you were <laughs> right. a black but this was your that house I you that I like. But he recognized something. Yeah. Under the hood, 
or the horse or his shoe or you know people didn't have 55 pairs of shoes back yeah. then yeah and huh. i guess the next time i see her i have to get more of the details yeah, of like the that. story but That's... i just love that part where she says banker job oh my god oh my gosh it's you well never mind we'll move on yes um so mr harvey formerly a classy guy He's been has reduced. no alternative. Yeah. Has been reduced. Well, and here's the thing that's the irony <laughs> of the whole thing is these night riders in their their zest and zeal to to come after the hardworking newly freed slaves. They're just trying to make a living, just trying to sus- sustain themselves and their families. They're ruining the business for the white landowners. Yes. It's like, well, you're destroying the crops. Like, who do you Cutting think the your crops... nose to spite your face. Yeah, it's like they're You have they're to raised... eat. Right. You, not only is it your means of living to buy other goods, but yeah. we all have to eat. Right. Eat local. And so just like Mr. Harvey is a white landowner, mm-hmm. and by sharecropping, he is getting paid in crops, in portions. So a good crop means Mr. Harvey will do well. It also means the... Slave, former slave crew will also do a little bit well better. enough to stay on. Yeah, or to start paying their debt off, and then they go and like ruin everything. Well, now you've cut the legs out from the white guy too. So who are you? Who are you after? Power here? and control. I think so many things people just well, do stuff because they can. Well, and what we find out in this particular story is. Senator Burl Ives. Senator Burl. Is Holly working, jolly Christmas. He is working this system from all ends. Yes, so he he's got, he's going to buy Harvey's land cheap because his night Riders are scaring everybody off and driving down the value of the property. Mm-hmm. So he, he's got the whole Throws circle. in a fake promise about oh. forgiving the sharecropper's right. we'll debt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so he gives him... A pretty crappy deal. Harvey takes because what else is he going to do? And they leave. And he he promises. I mean, he tells them, you know, it'll all be taken care of. So he's naive or mm-hmm. whatever, or he's just a good man. Yes, he good. would. He's an honorable person. He um, has been since we met him. Yeah. So he would have no reason. It's a senator, after all. Right. <laughs> He'd have no reason to believe that this person would right. go back on his word or that he's got another agenda. Yeah. So I then I I don't know what happens next, but uh, I, there's another meeting. There's another meeting, That's and Brad right. Davis gets kicked out of the meeting because he's white. Oh, uh, well, I don't blame him. It's Lewis, and I get there. I get his point. And what we what did Kizzy say about trusting two bobs? Yeah. But we've only known Brad Davis to want to hang out with us. Yeah, he's he's had the opportunity to betray us. He's been good to them so far, many many times. But yeah. the, hey, but the, on Lewis's to Lewis's point, the the situation has changed. Yes, uh, since yeah. we met, and like Mr. George like, Don, yeah, George Johnson. Yeah, everything yeah. everything is different now, mm-hmm. and so I don't know that it's a bad idea. To stop, yeah, to, it, it might be wise to be a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. But Tom is law, order, land, trust, might be naive, yes. but. But it's what he knows, and it's mostly worked for him. And he wants to the trust whole time. the system. Yeah. He wants to believe, he wants to have faith. Okay, it gave us freedom. Look, yeah. we're not officially slaves anymore, yeah. folks. So, so, so can, that part worked. It can work in our favor. So let's go. And, yeah. and also, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Yeah. And Tom even says there's only supposed to be one law. There's no white man's law or black man's law. Well, we find out that's not true. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, he's correct. 
But yes. in practice, it's it's not the case. So Tom goes, they find out. They show up, there's a speech. Of course, he's a senator, so he's got to make a speech from the oh, steps yeah, yeah. of the manor house, the new. Wait, but that's not yet. First, oh, Tom, wait, Tom goes to the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Because they find out that he's got his blueprints of his horse, the, the horseshoes. Yes. And they've got another incident somewhere along the line of the imprints. So he goes to the sheriff. And he made an answer key. He has. Did you see? He had he drew it and then he'd write down Liz. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he. Tanya. He's got evidence. He's got, he's got evidence of their. Who's, shenanigans. Who's, their shenanigans. And he leaves the meeting with the sheriff feeling confident and kind of victorious. Because I'm under the same protection of the law, the yeah. rule of law. Yeah, the law's on my side. And um, and then he goes to visit George's cabin. And I don't know why, but George and his wife are just sitting at the table holding hands and staring at each other. Like, I mean, they're, they're Date contemplating. Night. I, don't, I don't know what. They're very serious and solemn. And Tom comes in and, and is like, listen, you know. We're still friends, right? And George is like, oh, and he's, he kind of apologizes for Lewis. And George is like, if Lewis felt that way, he'd be here apologizing. And maybe, so you see George is kind yeah. of like, listen, I don't need this. I, maybe right. I will go to the other side. Maybe, we don't know where George Nobody is. knows anything, George, right now. Yeah, so. but, but it, it gives us, the viewer, the uncertainty. We don't know if maybe George might might swing his loyalty because he's so offended by Lewis's... And because he might get an opportunity. Right. And then cut to Senator Burl Ives. On the, the steps. Nothing's um, going to change speech. <laughs> followed <except>. quickly by... <laughs> oh, one thing. Jerk Lloyd Bridges yes. saying... Mr. Brent. Yeah. What do you mean? You still owe us that $200. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear anything about that. That's not in the agreement. And if you remember correctly... That was a verbal, yes. it was not in the contract. No. So in that case, Lloyd, that, that is a true statement. Yes. But it was kind of a handshake gentleman's thing that would you please also forgive the debt? Yeah. And so, yeah, so there's some debt that they were unaware of that they're responsible for. Um, and Mr. Brent slash Lloyd Bridges is, um, and I think the senator uses, calls, Calls them boy. Calls the grown. Yeah, I wrote that boy. down. Um, boy is Tom. Mr. Johnson is George. <laughs> is Brad Davis? Yeah, uh, he's George Johnson. And George is appointed overseer because mm-hmm. um, he's white. Yeah, and and that and so it's it's kind of a shitty arrangement, but um, but um, if it, over him over Lloyd Bridges any day. Yeah. So um, yes. Uh, then, then the sheriff goes to Mr. Brent, who's a mercantilist or where he runs the general store. The general store. Why is it? Okay, this was this a '70s thing, and also, uh, my daughter and I are reading um, Heidi. Oh, Heidi, uh, and it takes place in Germany, in okay. the, or in the Alps or whatever. Austria, Germany, somewhere Alpi, and uh, the people that run the general store and that book are mean too mm-hmm. why is it always the merchants are they always do mean? that i don't know if that is a but in little house on the prairie yes the olsons oh my gosh Mrs. Olson and Ooh, Nellie. I, I can't stand remembering that <laughs> and you know where else they were mean i was just seeing something in the recent film 
Brooklyn that was nominated oh, for not, several Academy Awards. There is a similar shopkeeper, just kind of a not friendly, you wouldn't be friends with her. Hmm. And I don't know, maybe they had, because of the control they had over people's lives in terms of access to goods and the setting a price. I don't know. I don't they know. Always show it's an archetype. It's total archetype. So, Ooh, Mr. Brent, if anybody out there knows anything about this, please. Mercantile, merchant, retailer, archetype. Is it kind of like mad as a hatter, where a bunch of hatters were mad because they worked with Mercury? Is that how we get? Who knows? No, but uh, but anyway, Mr. Brent is is a jerk, and the sheriff is. I'm like, I wrote, why do you tell him before? So a week, so the sheriff goes He in. was in the original meeting. He yes. was in the planning meeting. Yeah. And he no. said, all the feds are going to come down. You, you there gonna are new be, rules. Gonna be, we got to be. They're going to be checking. But yet and still, he still goes along. Well, he go, he's got to manage his own local politics. Yeah, he does have to manage his own local politics. So he tips off Brent that, listen, Tom is, there's some solid evidence that I, it's my job. I have to present this proof to the feds when they come by next week so if i were you because i can't do it because i'm the law but if i were you i'd make sure that tom cannot Mm -hmm. say anything else like cut this situation short because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to turn you in yeah um so he's at least trying to be a law enforcement for everybody i I guess i i'm desperate in this movie to give somebody (laughs) Credit and he's I, but why his, is he? No, he's saving his own ass. Okay, because he has to turn that in. So if he does, he's he's uh, given fair warning to his friend, Mr. Brandt. Yeah, and if he didn't give him a heads up, then he'd he'd be on the side of the black people. Yeah. Okay. So he's got to protect his own. He's got to <sighs> live there too. Yeah. Um, and he certainly doesn't need the night Riders coming to his house. And then, so we know Tom Harvey is now in danger. And then, huh, Mr. Brent discovers a white sack. Sackcloth. Yeah. And look at this. <laughs> I burn a hole in it. It could be an eye hole. Hey, wait, if I burn two, I put this over my head. I can you have two eyes looking out. Well, I, but nobody would be able to see me. No. Um, and then, and then there they, then... Then we get another Knight Rider scene. This was worse to me than, remember, like, way back when we were still wearing overcoats? (laughs) And we were doing the first, well, what I was the end of my first episode with the whipping. Of Kunta Kinte, Toby. Which was horrible, and I couldn't. This was worse to me. This one scared me because, because with... With uh, Kunta Kinte, I agree. With that one, the onlookers were strangers, essentially, to him. But this one, the onlookers were, I mean, it was his children and his wife. Right. His family. And his the mother. fact that, theoretically, he was equal. And he was free, yes. He was free and equal, and he was being punished in the same way a mule or a horse or a stubborn beast of burden. Uh-huh was being punished. This was a free man who sought some assistance from law enforcement, and he he and his family and friends get terrorized, and he gets whipped just like no war had happened and no laws had changed. Yeah, Yeah, they still felt um, 
yeah, the privilege. Privilege, of- empowered. They still wanted to control, control and dominate. Yes. And so they're, they're mid-whipping, and uh, George finally jumps in, George Johnson. And is like, you know, these are, these are my uh, workers. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm in charge here, and I'll take care of this. So he does the whipping yes. from that point on, and they ride off. Um, um, and again, I had the thought, and not a blame the victim thought, but just it, it's startling when you think, I mean, that, that sense of being less than, that there were six riders. They didn't have guns that I could tell, but maybe they did. But, and they're on horseback, but there were just as many men. Yes. But that fear, like, you don't right. even, I mean, how... The, and remember, like, a week and a half ago, they had... No right to... Right, they, they don't have any rights. direct... And again, I'm not blaming the victim either, and also this is a movie. Yeah. So, um, I'm... Just as we've read, and yeah. not just with Nat Turner, but there were plenty of slaves and freed men and women yeah. that rebelled resisted and, and, and resisted and, yeah. and, and to varying degrees, whether yeah. it was a piece of glass in the food, yes, or yes. burning somebody out, or do, yeah. doing damage along the way. Yeah. But yeah, you do wonder, but maybe we'll just chalk it up to the art of writing the scene. And the shock of it. Well, I would. That's like what, what I would, is going on. Well, and I would also say, I mean, it's it's also the difference between a criminal, people who are criminals, and then people who are law-abiding, and it doesn't naturally occur to a yeah. law-abiding person. It's right. Like, okay, hands up. Okay, you told me to put my hands up. I'm, I'm doing what. Here's I'm my told. purse. You yeah. can. It catches you by surprise. Yes, and the shock of the situation, and then also the the legacy of having spent their entire lives in custody essentially um so and what it was like to operate within that system too yeah so um yeah this the night riders so that was bad and then i feel like it almost got worse what did you have on your notes well then there's this terrible scene they're they're nursing tom's wounds (gasps) His son is watching. Todd Bridges. His yes, son, yes, Bud, played by little Todd Bridges. Yes, a young Todd Bridges. And then, uh, I don't know what George, Mrs. Johnson, I don't know her name, yeah. takes Bud outside so because Tom doesn't want him to see him in that right. way. And he says so. Yeah, and he says so. And Bud sits out on the patio or porch with Mrs. Johnson and says, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill all of those white people. I'm going to get revenge. Mm-hmm. And they have a really nuanced conversation yeah. about hatred yes and race and she makes yeah. um an interesting case for generalized hate and right and the a people versus individuals right you can hate. i thought the speech was a little schmaltzy i chalked yes. it up to being the late 70s because mm-hmm. the mu and plus the music they were playing underneath it was yeah. a little bit weird yeah but i agree that this the and we see it today the the child is going to be impacted by what he experiences and what he sees. He didn't right. wake up in the morning and decide, you know what, I hate white people, yeah. or I'm going to kill white people every when I whenever I get the opportunity. Right. He had this experience of seeing his father. The imprint. The of- imprint on a young mind, yeah. and not even today. Not everybody's going to have to that wonderful therapeutic conversation with a trusted person 
yeah. after that happens. And it'll probably happen more than once and over yeah. and over again. I wish, my only wish for that scene was that it had been... Other than the music not other, being... Yeah, <laughs> that. And I wish it hadn't been with white Mrs. Johnson. And I wish the conversation would have happened with his mother or... I, grandmother even. Yeah. It just, to me... That I was thought, a little convenient. It was a little convenient. And it, it kind of, again, there was a little bit of a setup of the wise, like white wisdom yes <laughs> kind of like don't go off half Buana. yeah <laughs> and it would have been nice if that had been a, a kind of wisdom that it, i don't know there was just something about that that kind of yeah i, didn't I, I wrote that down too yeah that she was you know all-knowing and white and goodness and angelic and he was mm-hmm. this Inclined to violence and revenge, yes. and and were it not for the nice white lady, yeah, then, and her and the bad music under her speech, yeah, who knows what might what direction he might have taken? Thank God for that white woman, yes, but we can't change that. No, but, but the the message was still very absolutely true and valuable. That hate them for what they did, but don't not the color of their skin, right? Um, then. Gun! Is this the same gun they got from the dead Nat Turner? I think it is. Because I would have kept that some... I mean, he had buried it. I I wrote initially floorboards, and I thought, maybe it's just a dirt floor that they dug up and got the pistol. Yeah. But there it was, and... Does Chicken George appear? Yes. I wrote exclamation. Mm -hmm. Chicken George back! Mm -hmm. Exclamation point. I have a smiley face and a heart. (laughs) Um, Maybe a little feather. And he, yeah, that's <laughs> a little hat with a feather coming out. And uh, he's bought some land in Tennessee. Yes. Which Alex Haley, their family really did. Yeah, that's their family seat. Yes. Um, and he's like, you know, hey, everybody, come on, let's go to Tennessee. Woohoo, we'll all be together. It's going to be awesome. And then Tom kind of informs him that bubble burst, wah, yeah, wah. We can't go anywhere. Um, and they, and, and I love, I love the strategy that Chicken George has. He's like, it's multi-pronged. What have we got? We've got one thing going for us. They're overconfident. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's use it against them. Let's play into that. Like a jujitsu. Yeah. We're using, it's Aikido. It's like we're using our enemy's energy to overpower them. Yes. (laughs) We just did that in front of the microphone. You can't see it. We did some very smooth Aikido moves. (laughs) Yes. Um, so George and Tom, it starts with, uh, we see various examples of them putting on the show essentially mm-hmm. for everyone. And each person has an assigned part. Yeah. The wife, Irene pleads with the sheriff. Rip up that evidence. To get, we're dropping the charges yeah. and he we don't want any trouble. sure enough takes them out of the drawer and rips them up. Uh, There's another insult that happens in town along the way, though, with icky yeah. old Mr. Brandt and the dipper and the, the, yes. the sweetest. And that's what I mean. Like, now it's worse. Yeah. Before he could be ordered around. It's not even his slave. Did I mention that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like me coming over here and you have people that you retained to mow your lawn. Hey, get over here and mow my... Only not being paid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that torqued me off and then the whole good boy good boy like you're rubbing the back of anyway so that happened but she but the strategy his maybe that's part of the strategy too just be cool cool. like in west side story boy boy crazy boy cool boy cool (laughs) yeah but um 
they're doing all this really good work, putting on the show, keeping cool, kowtowing, glad-handing, all that stuff. And then... Uh, it's your world, boss. But Senator Burl Ives is skeptical. Uh-huh. And he's a smart man. He is. He had the whole strategy. It was a Br'er Rabbit strategy yes. in the first place about sharecropping. Yes. But he's thinking with his political mind about, hmm, Why, that was too sudden, easy. Yeah. That's Everybody's, a little convenient. Yeah, George Johnson, who um, he he knows enough to know George Johnson is probably not the most competent man in town. And how does he have this all under control so fast? And, yeah, and they know that he's been hanging out there yeah. for with them for a long time, not even in any official capacity. Right. So so he suggests a little drop in visit. Mm-hmm. Surprise inspection is what I wrote down. It, it goes uh, it goes so well. Uh, how do you think they did? They hear the. Covered wagon. Did they hear the wagon coming? Well, the little, the, one of the sons was up in a tree. Okay, I missed so he, that part. He spied them coming. Well, because they when the scene ends and they drive away, he gives some signal and they all throw down their tools. In okay, the field. so there it wasn't because Brad Davis was up riding the heck out of that oh, horse yeah. he, and they had yelling a, stuff. They had someone on the lookout, and so okay. they so so George Johnson works the situation. He passed he, the in- surprise inspection. Passed the surprise inspection, and he and <laughs> he he said, you know what? I could get so much more out of these workers if I had six young mules. Mm, if only. If only. Well, and then they, yes, they confer, and you bet, whatever you need, keep it up. The next thing we see is Mrs. Johnson runs to Brent's house, and you need to come out to the farm. Something terrible's happened. Mm-hmm. We need you. I love this scheme. Yes. Um, so Brent comes out to the farm, and he's he's ambushed by... Tom and George and his wife, um, but then Mr. He had Brent brought reinforcements. He brought two of his henchmen, so he's double crossed them because mm-hmm. he's not stupid. Yeah. But but ha, yes, they yes. knew he wasn't stupid, and they were even smarter than him. So they get him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the barn. The others are in the barn, and. Here comes Chicken George and the other guys, and they've got the gun. Their and, own pistols. Yep, and they've they've way way super duper double double out triple triple quadruple. It's like a sting crossed them a double sting or something like that. So mm-hmm. so anyway, they've got the white folks under their thumbs, and Chicken George gives says Tom can take Mister Brent and do what he likes with him. Mm-hmm. Um. And secured him to a tree. Yes. Although he didn't look quite as secure as George Sanford Brown or LeVar Burton had been no, secured. He, it kind of looked like he was holding on to the ropes. Yeah, he didn't look like he was Like really... you do a TRX at the gym. Yes. Yeah. It, he wasn't as strapped down. And they didn't rip his shirt off. No, they didn't. Because the actor was older, didn't want to show off a little bit too much of the good life. Or... It that just, would have been the first thing in, I did. Just, Sorry, just put some fear in him. Whether you're gonna hit him, hit him or not, I, I would have ripped his shirt off. Tom, well, Tom's an honorable. He's he's a good-hearted man, mm-hmm. and so he he gets out the whip, but he doesn't whip Mr. Brent. But he does ask him how it feels. Yes. How does it feel to be you know basically at my mercy, and to be vulnerable and yada yada. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Brent looks pretty contrite. I didn't buy that, but he, but okay, I understand why that needs to he, be part of the story. I think he still would have been spitting nails and pejoratives 
to the end, which is why in my fantasy he was attacked. But that's not what happened in yeah, the show. No, Many series podcast yeah. listeners. Yeah. But I don't think he was repentant. Okay. But I think he was scared. Let's say All that. right. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, but yes, it would have been nice to see a little more justice meted out. Yes. But but that, that's not how they did Frontier it. Frontier justice, Frontier. not the actual constitutional no. kind. So so basically they're all packed up and ready to go to Tennessee. Yes. And uh, they're about to head out. And um, Tildy, mm-hmm. Chicken George's wife, gives yeah. a, little, a little speech. Yeah, she's kind of looking around. And her husband, now they haven't lived together a lot over the last however many years, interprets that as a wistfulness about, you know, no matter what, change, change is hard. She's been there, they've been there, what, 14, 15 years or so? Mm -hmm. And then she says, they ain't nothing hard about being happy. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down. I Mm -hmm. might put that in my quotable quotes list. That's a good one. Like, is this going to be, this is going to be kind of a hard thing for you? It's like, ain't nothing hard about being happy. Yeah. And they left with those six new mules. Yes. And a car- and their carts all packed up. Yeah, they're ready to roll. And she tells them, this ain't never been our home. Yeah. Like, this was just a place. Mm-hmm. Just we- like the place before that. Yeah. But we're going to go make a home together. Mm-hmm. All of us. So then, doo-dee-doo, bop-bop, sunny-sunny, there's a hilltop, and over the hill they are, and poof, they're in Tennessee. And then Chicken George walks young... Bud, um, Todd Bridges, Todd Bridges, uh, over that hill and starts telling them their family story. Yeah, and about Kunta Kinte never forgetting his home, mm-hmm. the language, any of those things about their family history. Mm-hmm. Then, in my version, I don't know what happened in your version. Then the author yes. of the book, Miss Alex Haley. Alex Haley, yes. Turns up. Yes. And they, well, they first they showed some family photographs, yes. starting with the descendants of this crowd that went to Tennessee. Yes. Very successful, like lumber yes. yard, college yep. educated, and up about Alex Haley hearing these stories from his grandmother. Yes. And him starting his research after um, his career in the Coast Guard, starting yes. his genealogical research and writing after his own career in the Coast Guard. Yes. And then the credits rolled, and it showed all the actors in alpha order. Yes, at the end of my version. And then we, and then we knew we had finished. Yes, six six episodes. episodes. Oh my gosh, very and intense. But again, very right on time. Yeah, just like real life. Um, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I watched this. Me too. I kind of want to read the book. Have you read it? We owned the book, and then in all of the moving. That we did in the last few years, it went among others. But I think that's the kind of book that every library, every family should oh, yeah. have in their library. Yeah. Because, um, well, it's a classic in I'm modern American literature. Yeah, I'm curious because I, the, just the little bit I've read about the book is uh, that it's you know obviously they beefed up they beefed up the white roles. A lot. Well, they had a lot of white actors to employ for the yeah for the movie or the televised version, but um, but I'm curious to I I probably will get my hands on a copy of the book sometime because I would like they're readily available. Yeah, but I am really really curious to see the 2016 version for a lot of the reasons that we kind of talked about along the way of just how we how we make 
tell stories now yes. so differently. And then also, you know, 30 Casting. plus years of kind of um, how we view black history, yes. American history now, and how it just... The perspective. The perspective. I'm anxious to see a more inclusive mm-hmm. perspective because as much as we did hear the voice of the slave mm-hmm. about this sucks and <laughs> I do have a brain in my head and I am trying to figure out how to deal with this situation and get out of it right. at the same time if that's at all possible. Right. My sense is that this version will have even more of the fact that, hey, we came here from the continent of Africa mm-hmm. knowing a bunch of stuff. Right. And helped you do a bunch of stuff in this context. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just anxious well, to and, hear that. Yeah, and I'm curious if they're going to be more layered with the characterizations. Because mm-hmm. this, this felt yes. very... I mean, there were clear victims and there were clear perpetrators, but it was very, um, for lack of a better word, it was very black and white. Yes. I mean, <laughs> um, but there were, yeah, the closest you came to somebody who was, oh, well, this person has a perspective would be like the Lauren Green character where, mm. you know, he didn't wake up, in the, but he just, in his mind, yeah. this is an inferior being, right. maybe with some feelings, urges. Right. right instincts here and there right and then from there it was kind of downhill yeah yeah so anyway so yeah. uh we'll we'll probably do a, a mini mini series podcast yes, mini. on on the 2016 version yes and um, once again welcome your reflections any... the book the mini series the new mini series or what you want to hear us talk about next yes because we we're, we're ready for something contemporary and maybe a little L-I-T-E. Yes. Um, the weather's warming up if you're listening to this yeah. in real time. So why not? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.